Welcome to the sermons and teachings from the Catalyst Fellowship with Ipai Michael. We hope the message you're about to listen to will edify you and cause you to experience exponential growth. And now, the message. Today's teaching is titled, How to Build a Prayer Altar. It's purely practical. It's purely an explanation, an exhortation of some sort, if you may call it that. Open your Bibles with me to James chapter 1 and verse 22. James chapter 1 and verse 22. The Bible says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. So the Bible here says, that you should be doers of the word and not hearers only. Many times when we read this, we get a part of the point, but not the full story. There's a subtle tendency for us as believers to hear things over and over and over and over again and think that we've been blessed. But yet, it has not blessed us. Listen, it's one thing to hear a sermon. You've been hearing sermons since you were young. You know, I, I, I tuned into... Searching for a man of God, someone who pastors in Babcock were trying to figure out how to set up a structure for some So I said for the man of God, you know, and I played one of the sermons on YouTube, and it reminded me of my childhood. In that setting where everybody's seated, you're feeling sleepy, you know, and someone is speaking, and the mic is very, you know, coarse in some form, and then fan is blowing everywhere, everywhere is quiet. And then there's a baby crying somewhere. You know that setting? How many know what I'm talking about? That sermon setting. It just makes you feel sleepy. But what it reminds you of is that you've been listening to sermons for a long time. You've been. You've been seated in a place where someone has spoken about different things, being good. You know those sermons that sound like seminars? Listen, I'm not laughing at anybody's sermon style. I'm just saying, I'm emphasizing that you've been listening to sermons all your life. For a long time, you probably didn't pay attention to it, but you've been listening. What makes it effective in you? What marks an effective sermon in the preacher's side is that it is delivered with simplicity and with power. You get what I'm saying? You know, a, a man of God can come and speak to you. And listen, it's not a feeling, it's the word of God, all right? But there, there, there's a communication sometimes of spirit and life you can just feel the essence of the words of the person you understand what i'm saying i'm not talking about motivational speaking i'm not talking about you know the coarse voice and the airy breath you know and so the lord jesus went on the cross you know i'm, I'm not talking about that i'm not talking about making your voice sound it. i'm talking about someone speaking and you just know oh my god this is so rich and blessing me you understand what i'm saying a person can communicate the word of God with simplicity, so understandable, very clear for you to understand. And with that, a right sermon on the preacher's side is that his private life matches, you know, the, the perfect delivery and accuracy of the word that he preaches. That's great for the, for the preacher. He's not a hypocrite. But what makes it effective in the listener's side? That's my question. What makes it effective? Jesus told a parable about the sower. He said, some of the seed, the seed there being the word, some fell on good soil. 
Some fell on different times. It means that the word can be viable, but the heart that receives it can be the difference between how effective it is. Are you listening to me? The word can be viable. 90 of you on this meeting can hear the same preaching, but it will have different effects in different lives. Do you get what I'm saying? Some of you might hear it, but before the week, before next week, before next week Sunday, other things have come in there and have choked it up and you've forgotten. You didn't receive it because you were not prepared enough. You were not ready enough. Well, some of you can receive it. Meditate upon it. Remind yourself of it. And act on the word of God. Remember to put it to practice on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. You say, oh my God, I must listen to this sermon again. And it has a different effect that changes your life forever. I can remember specific sermons that change specifically my life forever. I will forever remember a sermon called that old man. Changed my life forever. Some of you might still hear me use some things I learned from that sermon. Like though the behavior changing walks around me from the to death. It was a turning point in my life. I will forever remember sermons like the good news. It changed my understanding of the gospel forever. Totally. I will forever remember sermons like Kindle. Changed my prayer life forever. I will forever remember sermons like dynamite. It changed my understanding of the believer's authority. I God and saying, this should be your experience. Would you forever remember sermons like baptism of fire that impacted you deeply? You meditated upon it and you acted upon it. The words that you heard, you acted upon the words. Will you forever remember sermons? I can mark the points in my life where I had certain things. I will forever remember endless life, true, apostle thoughts, and thought about the prodigal son. When he showed me that perspective that the father was looking out, I almost fell to tears. Oh my God. So maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong about this God. So forever I remember sermons like that. So from the listener's side, there can be a work that needs to be done. To help the wood, the, 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 the seed, to, to, to give roots, to flourish. To flourish. There has to be an extra effort to make sure the word of God grows in your life. Pray with me. You can hear the word of God on a Sunday evening like this. And every other day of the week, you are fed with that will stifle the growth of the word in your heart. It means you've not done the word that you've received. And so there has to be an extra effort to make sure the word grows in your heart. Part of that due diligence is revising, contemplating, meditating in the word of God. If we ask you tomorrow, do you remember? You should be able to say it. You should be able to say, what have you learned? What was part one? Do you remember part one? Do you remember necessity of prayer one and two? Do you remember what it meant? Or what we taught in it? Do you remember identity in prayer, consecration in prayer, priorities in prayer? Do you remember that arrangement? Do you remember what it, what it charged you to do? you remember? Are you getting what I'm saying? If you've not learned to go over your notes today, it's something you must learn to do. To go over your notes, to revise your notes, to have your heart open and receptive always. And that's why you have to fill your week with things that can edify you and cause the word of God to grow in your heart. Recently, I was revising, I, 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 I was revising a few things. I went in the podcast, you know, and then I was about to upload some sermons on the podcast and I played the commodity. 
my easy my my easy testimony was that I, I just I just looked at me and I was like, you know, there was a time that I couldn't listen to a part of a sermon I preach and not cringe. But I listen now and I'm so blessed. It's charging me for more, it's reminding me about the things the Lord told us when we're unpacking the word for the year. I just listening to it, I was like, oh, this is so rich. This is so good. Sometimes in the past, I've gone to some sermons I've written and I'm like, have you right? <laughs> you know, because it's so impactful. If you didn't know, I always build on previous teaching. When I want to do a similar teaching, I go revise what I've got in the previous one. So you must learn to revise your notes frequently. Listen, let it be that I, I can tell you this categorically. I have over seven sermon notes over the years, all right? Some are missing. I don't know where the rest are. All right. <laughs> and people that are around me can bear me witness. But there's nothing, there's no question you ask me of that. I don't know where it is in my notes. You know what I'm saying? Ask me about something. If you ask me about Dynamo, I know the book I wrote it in. I will go and look for it and read it inside. I don't remember everything to every time. But I will go and read it. Have I answered a question before for you and I picked the notes? You've seen it before, right? And when you ask me a question and I just stretch my hand, <laughs> just pick one note and I look for it. I know where I answered a question on communion. I know where I did a Bible study on it. I know where I did a Bible study on it. Because you, you, you have to revise. So when we say bring a note down, it's not because we just want it to be doing that can carry Bible and notes. No. It's because to be a doer of the word, you have to be able to retain your memory to learn. And you get what I'm saying? And so that's why you have to fill your week with things that can edify you, that can make the word of God grow in your heart. Number one thing you can do is revise your notes. You only have a note to revise if you take notes during the sermon. All right? So it goes without saying. Number two, have consistent devotion. Number three, listen to sermons. It has to be your attitude to the word of God. And this is one way you can put the word of God to practice in your life. Proper contemplation on the words you hear will make you practice it. So don't just amass knowledge. And so when it comes to teaching like Baptist of Fire, it's important that you go over it. You set structures as you hear it. I've heard about identity. What was I? When I pray, I say, Daddy God. You learned about intentionality in prayer. I say, What you mean? You say, Can I say, Daddy God? Dad, thank you for life. Can I come to you with access? Can I be more intentional about prayer? Can you say, Ah, you eat way. Can I just be more personal? It's not bad to say equally. I'm not saying you can't say equally in prayer. But I'm just saying, listen, put into practices to see what you're being taught. Identity, identification. Oh my God, here are the things that I've fallen at and I've failed at. I'm not, I'm not scared to open my vulnerabilities to you. Like David, I can say, set through me, Lord, see my shortcomings and help me. Help me. I want, I want to find my, my satisfaction in you. I want to pray, God. I want to pray. I want to. I, I already feel like a hypocrite. I'm saying I will pray. I will pray. I'm singing. If I don't pray, and I'm not still praying. Lord, I want to pray. You know? 
Oh, you know what I'm saying? You are singing all the songs everywhere, but have you prayed? And so you tell God, I really do. I, I want to do this. I know you see my heart. This is me being open, vulnerable. Being vulnerable. Help me. Help me. Help me. Then you just receive strength in your spirit to set structures. You know, one day I was talking to the Lord, and the Lord called me for that. He said, your problem is boundaries. I said, ah, <laughs> boundaries. He said, yes. He said, Bound-. he said, you know what I'm going to teach you? He said, what's not? <laughs> it's sad, yes, to say, what's up? He said, you must learn boundaries. Said, the problems and the reason why you find it hard sometimes to extend beyond what you want to do because you don't learn boundaries. I said, what I have? He said, no. He said, the boundaries in those other ones affect me so Says, for example, you are praying and your phone rings is an important call. But you don't understand that in picking the call and ignoring your prayer, you are training your heart to do something. You are training your heart in priorities. Ah, I said, Lord, what did I do? How did I miss this? He said, you don't appreciate watching some things. He says, but you know what? Allowing it stay and not just unfollowing that account is you not edging those boundaries right. Ah. So, he started to show me those little things. The other thing is, you want to spend all that. You must begin to train your heart of what priority is. It says, you know what? What you must do now is, if you are going to pray one hour, don't end at the o'clock of the next hour. Push 10 minutes more. The reason being that before now, before it's o'clock, you used to stop in 58. You didn't set boundaries. You didn't, you, there wasn't discipline. And to teach me discipline again. I said, Lord. So he said, hey, and you know the funniest thing? I didn't feel condemned. He showed me my honest mistake. And my honest mistake wasn't that I wanted to end the prayer short. But, bro, I'm just coming from class. I'm frustrated by professors. <laughs> I, I honestly don't want to die of pain, you know? So I started doing those, uh, those edgy things, you know? Sometimes just you know, press more chills or, you know, cut my three hours to, you know what I'm saying? So all those little things. You have to put yourself back in order. It's a lesson to learn. That's what identity in prayer can help you do. Listen, today is about teaching you how to put to practice the things you've been hearing. So did you take the time to learn about identity? You've been feeling bad. You say you don't, you're not coming to church because you think that you are wrong. I'm about to go and talk to God. Talk to me. Talk to God. Don't talk to me. Talk to God. Say, no. No, straight. No. Stray was a name, it would be my name, Lord. I know. I know. I feel like you might be gonna condemn me and that's when the Lord will correct your heart and say, No, you're gonna love you. But no, you will not pray, you will not come. Stay. You say, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to. It's about consecration in prayer. Some of you, if you get consecration in prayer, right? Sorry, we got there, you pastor. <laughs> sharp, sharp. Interceding for believers. Some of you, the Lord is still teaching you how to pray for your man of God. You know that your prayer point just, just to be received. And I say, I say, there's somebody here you don't raise up your hand. <laughs> you want to know you receive it, receive it, receive it. Don't pray for your pastor. <laughs> so, congregation in prayer would bring you to a different perspective. Listen, okay, don't get me wrong. 
everything I teach you is a revision for me. I remember putting it to practice myself. For the question in prayer, oh my God. I said, in yeah, Lord, I said, I know I'm not ready to go out, Lord. Because they enough excuses. Do you go out now? So I prayed as I prayed. One thing filled my heart for this. I stepped out without sunscreen. I came out black. <laughs> I went to evangelize in the sun. <laughs> went. Just a moment. First person I saw, ah, okay, I go out like that. So, no, the second one happened. I went mean, the person said, No English, no English. I must meet the next one. I walked so far. Because I knew that to be of God, knowing that there's, there's a lot God wants. And I might have prayer points, but God has those of me as well. How about interceding for people? 150 of you on the community. Lord, my board is not on the wall again. So I started writing to my book. That's what I need to pray for. That's what I need to pray for. Oh, you don't know your mother needs prayer. <laughs> you see yourself change your You know there's a pastor that's praying for you. <laughs> Forget needs. You know, I was having an interesting conversation <laughs> while I was on the, on the plane coming back. See me type of person who likes us to make decisions together. But she's like, why is it that I'm always very firm? And the only place she sees me extremely firm is when it's ministry. Once it comes to ministry, like it's just stage there. That side, I used to see the other side of me. I don't have other side, I have only one side, the side of my The one side, that's only the one I am. You know, I'm just sitting on the other side of me, putting all this other ones. When it comes to priorities in my life, it doesn't matter as much to me that I end up in Botswana. It matters to me that I'm in God's plan in that time. So, you know, I, I understand and I'm changing because you don't want to say because of me, I'm doing spiritual, you're not doing this thing, I'm, I'm changing, I'm being intentional about, you know, not, not being called or what all this thing. But before now, it wasn't my priority. You see, needs where, we've told you before, it's not bad to pray about things because we know that God wants to, you know, to be in good health as well. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, and to prosper, right? But we're saying, what is priority for you in prayer? Is he need me here every morning? You, Lord, I want, I, 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 we don't hear you, but when I, 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 get what I'm saying. So you, you have to put those things to practice. The NLT version says, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says, otherwise you are only fooling yourself. Or if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself and walk away and forget what you look like. Remember that thing I said, that the word of God is like a mirror. It shows you who you should be. It shows you your shortcomings as well. Are you getting this? It's like a mirror. He says, you see yourself and walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free and you do what it says and you do not forget what you have heard, God will bless you for doing it. We know the simple steps. Read your Bible, pray every day. If you want to grow, are you reading your Bible and praying every day? It means that you can know the secrets of spiritual growth and even have a song that you can never forget, yet you are not growing. He says, read your Bible, pray every day if you want to 
grow. You've known this song for a long time. But are you putting it to practice? So, I can teach the best of sermons. But if you're not willing to take all the secrets you learn and put it to practice, it will mean anything to you. It will be effective. It will be effective. The word of God has the power to transform and to change a man's life. Hallelujah. I'm giving a secret. What, what you do with it matters. What you do with it matters. That's what I'm saying. Some of you have been giving four bags of gold, but you use it to stand your stove because you don't know the value of what it is. We put it under your pots like this <laughs> because you don't know what it is. So you can have the secrets and not put it to use. So you have to take practical steps. Listen, when it comes to prayer, you have to take practical steps to ensure that nothing stops you. Nothing stops. Why do you have to reason with yourself? You treat yourself like you can, nobody can control you, you cannot control you. You have to reason with yourself sometimes. You have to be real with yourself. Those men ought to pray and not always to pain. So, a man has not prayed his pain. I you know what I'm saying. Is that like, remember that prayer is the life support of a believer. Sometimes you have to call yourself to other life. And some of you think, but it's what some of you do it when it comes to other things. When you are failing in class, you call yourself to other. You say, bro, you have to sit up. You have to sit up or put away your pride. Go and be that guy to teach you. Talk about the things of God. Look at Daniel chapter 6 and verse 7. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do such a beautiful series. <laughs> of Daniel saying, maybe two months' time from now. You know, such, such sweet one. I think we're probably going to do a, a Christology series first. Then we'll do a series on how to interpret the Bible. And after that, we'll use all we've learned from that to interpret Daniel and understand it. And then after that, we'll do another book, Galatians. So just teaching you how to do book by book, you know, study the process practically. But, but listen, the lesson we want to take from here is in Daniel chapter 6 and 7, that's all the presidents of the kingdom and the governors and the princes and the councillors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of God or man for 30 days except the king shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the laws of the Medes and the Persians. All right, it says, which altered not. Verse 9 says, Wherefore King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber towards Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as he did a four times. Then this man assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. So Daniel knew that there was a law against prayer. The Bible says he opened his door, <laughs> opened his window. Let it not be found that thing that will stop me from talking to my God. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Let it not be found that thing that will stop me from prayer. He opened his windows. He knelt down three times. So it means that things might come up. Even governments establish rules. He did not stop his devotion. See what I'm saying? He did not stop his devotion. 
did not. Did not. Now, ordinary three hundred level exam. Then they pray again. Then they come fellowship again. When we not tell you, say this man does not understand him. Every time, chop, 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 chop. President sent me to for church. He sent me to. <laughs> he had this devotion three times praying until he showed how we are set priorities. Are you listening? I get what I'm teaching you. Showed how we are set priorities. It didn't affect him. I remember in the past, there's some of you here. You are telling me, sir, I don't answer you. You're looking like a wicked man. Your life is better because you understand. Man is heartless. I'm even telling him, my exam is not as how is your spiritual work? I understand though I empathize with your exam writing. So if it means you do extra work, are you with me? You work ahead of your peers because you know that you must keep this consistent. Do, do it. Do it. Are you with me? Do it. It's important. Prayer was so important to him that he risked death. You have to see. This is a statement that I would rather die than not pray. Yes. Uh, that's what the statement means. Because if I'm not praying, I'm dying already. So which death should I fear? <laughs> which death should I fear? Rather. I should stop. Oh, yeah. So Daniel is such an important book in the Bible, such an important one, such an important one, because some of the things, you know, it was so important that some of the parts that I believe were written in Aramai just because they wanted all the people in that age to bear record to some of the things that God had done, such an important book. And the funniest thing, is that a lot of times we fail to see the point of Daniel. We think Daniel is about the men who tried, but we don't see that Daniel is about the God he served. And I was feeling of this later. But it was more about the God and what it meant to them and his ability to deliver them because later on, he was thrown in the lion's den and his God delivered. It was not about his obedience. It was about what his God would do, proven and tested. You get what I'm saying? Was it was it that said Peter Paul that said that don't fear the one that can kill a man's body? Fear the one that can kill his soul. <laughs> Hallelujah. So prayer is that important. That I can say I can't live prayer. So you might just wear as well king if you pray. How much is prayer? We can tell from his actions, and we can tell from what you do as well. When you are faced with being thrown in the lion's den, when you pray, so we are already in the parents' den. If they are praying too much, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> already in the parents' den, already in the school den. So they will spare you for praying. <laughs> Will you pray? Amen. I, I have a lot to say, but I, I'm going to move for this. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Luke chapter 10 and verse 38. 
Luke chapter 10, verse 30, the Bible says, Now it came to pass, as they went and they entered a certain village, a certain woman named Martha received her, him into her house, and she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at the feet of Jesus and heard his word. It says, But Martha was combined with much serving and came to him and said, Lord, does thou not care that my sister has left me here alone to serve? Listen, this is such a, a good lesson to learn from the scriptures. Jesus comes to visit. And they are all about you. You're taking care of everything. But Mary was seated at the feet of Jesus. And now she's angry. Don't you tell her to die? God. See me. That's what I'm saying. Don't you tell her to go on? Don't you tell her to go on? And Jesus answered and said to her, Miss Fontaine says, Mother, Mother, thou art careful. Thou art careful. And trouble about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen a good path which shall not be taken. So, what matter did was pray, but when it comes to more now, the importance of Mary was more important. <laughs> Are you listening to me? It was what it was more important, it was more important. You can do every other thing, but I'm doing the most important things. They are alone. If I make money, this people are used to see, but what about your devotion? The Bible devotion. You get what I'm saying? The Bible devotion. He has chosen what Mary has chosen is much more important. Much more. And I believe that a lot of people don't know how to translate this. One easy way to help you see is when, you know, for example, a man of God visits you like Jesus visited, and you are not seeing that beyond. You're running around for logistics, which is important, and we teach, which is honor. And beyond every other dynamics, what is most important is the message that he brings for you. Here's what I'm saying. I remember my pastor said that day. That he was like, ah, came to visit. He must have said, ah, my sister Rhoda. Yeah, she went to buy me. So she went to bring food for me, but rejected the food I have for her. Your priority is not there. You know no priority. I get what I'm saying. That's an easy way to help you understand. Sense of importance. Prayer. Praying every day. Putting it as priority. We see the same priority in Mary as in Daniel. In Jesus, we see the same priority as well. If anyone should say, will not pray, maybe it should be Jesus. He's God in the flesh. With me, but there's no way you will read about God, about Jesus rather, and you will not learn about prayer. Jesus prioritized prayer. In Luke chapter 6, verse 12, the Bible says that it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer. All night, he maximized the time when there was no one around him to pray. Mark chapter 1, verse 7 in the morning, he says, Rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into solitary place, and dared they pray. It's maximized early time. To pray, you know, today, uh, while well, I was coming, getting out twice as fast, and I don't know that was, I think, the second. So I was spending the time listening to important, and I just thought to myself, like, I'm here now. You need to listen to this thing, like the comfort of airborne and phone, and downloaded already. It's so simple. That point you cannot do. Same ones are there. They are looking at you like every day. Say, ah, I could buy everything. You know, 
at the airport. And that for all, if we check the history of your airport, instead of us to hear, welcome to the seventh and podcast of the Catholic community with the bio hacker. What do I hear is mm, 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 mm. <laughs> I don't even think any song. Where is it? Pastor, I don't even song. <laughs> it's just all you need to do is just press the button. I love the work. Even though I don't even I don't prefer that style. I prefer you sitting down listening to someone and writing notes. But then that's what you can do. Do. Let's just think as Wow. See. Even myself, a while ago, I know that there was a cell of ease. So I set laptop. But I'm like, all this was Lagos that taught me not to go to one place three hours. That wasted your life in traffic six hours to and fro. Something that I used to, to grow. Never again. One podcast. <laughs> Let's listen to the word of God. Read books. Have to read them. Always carry books. You know, now I don't just move around without book in my bag. There's at least one. Just read books and continue reading. I get what I'm saying. Jesus maximized early times of the day. Wake up 6 a.m. Wake up early. What are you doing? Morning prayer, I don't go to You see, some people will intend to go to someone who can just set time for them to join. Who is there? problems. Look at the early church. Acts chapter 1, verse 13 says, And when they were coming, and they went up into an upper room, where about Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphabet, Simon, Zealot, and Judas, the brother of James. This all continued in one accord in prayer, supplication with the women, with the mother of Jesus and his brethren. So listen, Jesus told them to wait for the promise of the Spirit. But you see what they, what they did? They were waiting, they prayed. <laughs> Are you with me? So, the believer doesn't have idol Anytime it feels idle, begins to pray. I remember the lesson I learned one day. You know, someone who had mentored me in the past. I was just in a meeting. Someone just pointed and said, "I think this man I said, just looked at him. I just, I learned. I just looked at him. He was standing waiting for somebody. I just saw his mouth open. I started watching him every time. He's not doing anything. It just became second nature for him. No idle time." It doesn't matter where he is. Are you with me? Listen, he was consistent in Jesus' life. You could tell. You could tell. He says, now Peter and John, Acts 3.1, together, they went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer. So they had act of prayer. I'm only CCM, but you know the bomb. First African time. You know, you know the bomb. I know you are looking at you, and I know it's the bomb. You know the bomb. So, you can't leave important things in your life to chance. You can't leave prayer to chance. I'll give you a, practice, a few practical steps to take. Number one, have a place of prayer. This is how to build a prayer altar. Have a place of prayer. Have a place. Have a place. Get a, get a, get a, get a, get something. Share whatever it is in your room. Give it me. Ah, this 
soul of the man print so much that they will imprint of his bread on the wall. <laughs> bread on the wall. <laughs> the people that pray, yeah, the name of the man that pray before the entire music for revival. You lie that now, right? Oh, that's it. You know, when he died, they did an autopsy for example, that happened. From the normal picture, all exposed to those are the prayers that moved since our producing prayer had failed. And he spoke to your house, pray, and find a location, find a spot. Let it know you for prayer. It's my chair that used to suffer. Once I started doing prayer, you want me to deny that that was falling apart totally. <laughs> now it's on life support. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can be prayer walk. Let that area know you. Find a spot. So, there's some prayer. Take prayer walks. Find a spot in your house. Just, just like working out. Find a spot. Find a location. Make it work. Make it repetitive. Make it work. It's important to be prayer out Find that spot. Okay. Ah, it's important. It's where you can separate yourself. Well, this is a piece of prayer. What it helps is you. It helps you and your heart know where to go. To create a path for yourself. A place of prayer. Number two, have a time of prayer. Don't give it to chance. No, you don't. Only football to chance. You set alarm. Don't don't give it a chance. If you really mean anything, you say if I wake up by five, I wake up by five. You will not wake up. Set alarm. I think I've said it before. Set alarm. Four thirty. Wake up. This is a gentle reminder. Five o'clock. Wake up. Now it's getting serious. <laughs> All right, that's the time of Five thirty. The bro, life depends on it. You better wake up. Six o'clock. You are playing with your destiny. Get up. <laughs> that's how to set the alarm. Have a time. In the night, say, don't end your day with a prayer. Don't be useless. <laughs> set the next one. It's just to be counting down. Set the alarm. Because if you have an interview, you set seven alarms, I know. So, set it. Now, don't end there. Have a backup plan, a friend. Tell me, no matter what I said to you, wake me up. <laughs> you can say, I'll slap you. Don't wake me up. You prefer that we can have a fight with you. Why, 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 why are you disturbing me? Have a friend that will not stop. Say, this is for your life. I'm going to wake you up for your life. I'm going to call you to have a backup friend. I'm telling you, don't trust yourself too much. Have a backup plan. Alright? So have a time of prayer. Number three, have a plan. Have a plan. At the beginning of the week, you can take out some time. Map out how to spend your time praying. Have a plan. Have a plan for the things you want to pray. Have a plan for intercession. Write names of people you want to pray for. 
write the things you must not forget to pray about. Have a prayer note. Give it me. Words that you get, write that note. Have a plan. Number four, have a prayer partner. Have a prayer partner. Because it's a prayer partner for you. Alpha, alpha. Let's pray. Let me not tell you something. What's all of it? If you have prayer partners, you don't have a relationship with No. Someone at least that can call you. Hold yourselves accountable. Have a prayer partner. Hallelujah. Have a prayer partner. Have a prayer partner. It's important. Important. Number five, have a prayer playlist. Now, not everybody prays with songs. Some of you helps it. Prayer playlist that can keep you awake. When you hear so, if I don't pray, say, we don't care for me. I'm not saying she's on a prayer playlist, though. I'm just saying that your prayer playlist will wake you up. Number six, I've talked you about posture before. Then you want to pray, you should not be ready that you want to do something. You understand? Know you will not sleep. And you told me prayer is, you shall lose the day of the day. What are you doing? You will sleep, oh. You will sleep, oh. He says, sir, I'm melancholy. We're really very. <laughs> you want the devil to play with you. Better wake up and pray. <laughs> but when tells you about Jesus, he fell to his face. He fell to his face. He was sweating. He sweat with like droplets of blood. You know, it's a medical condition that comes as a result of deep stress and concern. I guess I know what I'm saying. <laughs> Number seven, join prayer meeting. You already know you have a problem with your prayer life. You cannot join. You don't feel like joining a week. That's why you should join. Join prayer meeting. What corporate prayers do for you is that they, they ignite in you a fire that you can take and in your infuse in your private times of prayer. So it's very important. Very important. Leave all when you trap the devil. <laughs> Are you with me? Don't do what? Pray anywhere when you be on your bed. Please follow these steps. Post up. Wake up. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hallelujah. I'm going to pray for the next 10 minutes. I'm going to put to practice all that you have learned. I'm going to put to practice all that you have learned. Hallelujah. Don't wait for prayer point. Wait for prayer point. Are you ready to pray? Yes, yes sir. sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.